All right, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime colon Beast Hunters podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we are watching the anti-penultimate episode of Transformers Prime, Persuasion. Ooh, getting Ooh, fancy, fancy with the words here. That's right. We know here at Stasis Pod that penultimate oh, does no. not mean better than ultimate. That's right. No, but like, how does is, shouldn't anti-penultimate be the opposite of penultimate? The, it's not anti; it's ante with an e. Okay, like and, upping the ante. Uh oh, and that that means like third to last. Upping the third to last. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> it's some Latin that it, it's a thing, but we don't know why. All right, and this uh, this episode first aired uh, July thirteenth, or sorry, July twelfth, twenty thirteen. Uh, written by Michael G. Stern, his uh, first and only Transformers episode. Seems to oh, mostly write stuff uh, intended for a younger audience. Uh, your your Doc McStuffins. Your Sophia the First. D- what? Uh, your rescue P- bots? Your Peter Rabbit. No, no rescue bots. Aw, but rescue bots. I don't interact with children, so I don't know what any of these are. Neither do I. I... It sounds like you're making shows up. Henry Huggle Monster? Yeah, that's definitely made up. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're all made up. Uh, the only thing I recognize here is uh, Beware the Batman, the short-lived oh. CG Batman show that right. nobody watched. Oh. Did, did I yeah, see Yeah, not even people who were really into Batman. It had RC on it. Ooh. Huh. Uh, she was playing... Like, uh, not uh, not Susan Blue, it had uh, Prime RC, Sumalee Montano. Oh, I remember oh. that. She was Katana, yes. wasn't she? Yeah, it also had uh, also had Kurtwood Smith as uh, Lieutenant Gordon, which I uh, which I enjoy. That's cool. Because I assume he is constantly uh, moments away from telling bitches to leave. <laughs> oh, is that the one that had the pig man? Or is that the one? That yes. That? Okay. It, that is the one. They uh, they used a bunch of newer Batman villains that you don't see on other Batman shows. So. Th- uh, they had um, Professor Pig. Uh, they had Anarchy. Um, Magpie, who inexplicably yeah, looked like Lady Gaga. I I, yeah, I saw the Magpie episode. I, I think, think I remember. She had a neat design. Professor Pig being like part of the premiere or something, and everybody was like, "What the hell? Why are they starting with Professor Pig?" I think Doctor. I think uh, Doctor Phosphorus was in there. Oh jeez. Okay, so it's it's nice that they were trying different characters, but I don't know. It, it just didn't look great. It's very different. I mean, I, I think they I don't know. they buried it at like six in the morning. Yeah, yeah. That might have been part of it too. Like Cyberverse. <laughs> anyway, so this episode. Um,
previously on Transformers Prime, uh, the Autobots very unwisely uh, took Soundwave into their fold, and he was probably rescued by uh, Laserbeak and proceeded to mess all of them up, and also abduct Ratchet. Yeah, he was not. He's not very good at being a prisoner. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's very good at being a prisoner if if you're Megatron. Mm-hmm. Uh, while all this was going on, the Autobots are uh, are fighting at, I believe, Antarctica or in Antarctica. Did, um, I did they actually so. say where? I don't even remember. I think it was Antarctica. There what was there was place? another base that. Uh, Fowler had to evacuate. Yeah, one of those Arcticas, you know. Yes. Yeah. One of the is it is it the one with bears or the one without bears? The one with penguins and or oh. Wilfred Brimley's. So south. Ah. They don't want to be Predacons. They want to be us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and indeed we open in the Antarctic where Optimus Prime has just been smacked around by Predaking. Poor guy. Who tells him that uh, the, 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 uh, the time has come for your extinction? Oh, Ooh, big man! Time. You might you might say it's a re- I... it's a regular age of extinction around here. <laughs> no, I would not say that. Also, again, I just I really like Predator King's voice. His voice actor is really good. Yes, he is. Hmm. <laughs> just want to reiterate that that fact. And then the uh, and then we cut directly to the title. No title sequence. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I yeah, guess did, more stuff happened in this episode. Did that happen last time too? It happened last season towards the end, as they had to cram more plot in. Oh. I kind of feel like we're definitely getting to a point where they're just trying to cram as much plot in as possible. Yes, and, you know, just struggling to shove it all in like, there. Series also, is ending. Wrap it up raise some stakes so we have some big stakes going on although unfortunately this does mean that we are not uh we are denied the transformers prime drum machine hunters yeah oh well alas so the 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 autobots who are not being attacked by Soundwave uh bust into this facility uh, there's a, there's an Autobot Viacon fight. Shockwave is there stealing this thing himself, <laughs> and uh, we get an Ultra Magnus Shockwave fight, which is pretty cool. It, well, it's yeah. I, rather short. Have, have these two interacted in something previously? I feel that there's like a Shockwave Ultra Magnus history in some other um, fiction, but I can't think of it offhand. Probably not really. Somewhere also, from... so this of. Shockwave. Only has the shockwave has the gun hand, right? Yes. Yeah. Because he's totally throwing shade yes, at Ultra Magnus, yes. only having one hand, and I'm like, like dude, you're not one that, to talk. It's you look down. I know you don't have depth perception, but yeah, yeah, exactly. You have. I mean, Ultra Magnus has one hand, but also two eyeballs. Yes, and a face. <laughs> I feel like Elaine in that episode of Seinfeld where George won't date a bald woman. <laughs> yes. George, you're bald. It's, it definitely feels I mean, a little the, like that. It's like, come on, dude. Come on. Yeah. And the, 
And I mean, the Ultra Magnus even says, uh, yeah, uh, I also have both eyeballs, you, you, you giant robot nerd. Yes. No, he says, I wrote it down. He says, I'll take one good hand over one bum eye any day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so th- they have a little fight. It's pretty cool. Um, and outside, Predaking is just about to uh, get one over on uh, Optimus Prime and then gets a call from Megatron, tell him to, you know, get back and, uh, you know, steal this uh, MacGuffin slash particle accelerator or whatever this thing is. Yeah, we need you to hurry up and do the thing that we sent you for. And then Optimus Prime chooses this moment to scamper away. Yes. As best he can, being enormous. Also, it's very useful having a dragon because just watching him, like... Watching Preda King, like, grab the the accelerator and just slowly flap his giant wings up to the, uh, up to the, the ground bridge, which I guess isn't technically a ground bridge if it's floating in the sky, but oh, the, it's very, very useful. The, there's a thing that, that slightly odd when I thought about it. It's like, wait a minute. Megatron calls Preda King to tell him to go pick up Shockwave and shit. Which means um, Predaking has a built-in comm system, or did somebody put one in him? Because um, I don't. Did he evolve with a comm system? What? <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a robot, so yeah, it's but possible. He's, I mean, he's a copy of a robot from a more primitive time before they knew people could talk and transform. They were just animals. Like, did, did they just grow with a comm system on Cybertron? Like, can you just? You I know, mean, like I th- primitive frogs on Cybertron just call anybody on the phone. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> that's you're just constantly being prank called by wildlife on Cybertron. That's why it's a wasteland. Uh, that, <laughs> that that makes for an interesting story, but that's so I also abandoned that world. Like you, you know, just, you might have you're a just mouse living nice... in your walls, and it just keeps calling you in the middle of the night. Oh god, pet cats on Cybertron. Oh my god. They they would never shut up. Oh. Yes. Bowl, bowl is empty. Hey. Bowl is empty. Hey. No. Hey. 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 Now leave me alone. And then you just don't hear from them for like hours. You know, you're just having a nice evening in and there's some turbo fox who still thinks that WhatsApp is funny. <laughs> Turbo Fox is a phrase that always hitches up in my brain because of um, alternate connotations of the word fox and turbo. Uh-huh. Anyway. I don't think I know what these other connotations of turbo are, and I don't think I care to know. <laughs> Some things I, I think are probably better left not known. I, bl- I blame that Robin Hood movie. Well, well yes. th- th- there's a lot to blame on that Robin Hood movie, but like Turbo could just mean fast or super <laughs> or what's this and things. Oh, speaking of words, I looked up anti-penultimate. It's like the anti, it means before. Uh-huh. Okay, that makes sense. And the ultimate means ultimate. But the pen part apparently just means almost. Almost ultimate. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Before the that seems almost fine. ultimate episode, it just it, it sounds so quaint though. Eh, it's almost <laughs> it's almost ultimate. So the so the Decepticon uh, the Decepticons get away with this thing. Uh, they they call in Ratchet to bridge him home, 
And meanwhile, Fowler, Bulkhead, and Smokescreen are badly hungover. Yeah, we get more of Fowler being and, uh, a huge nerd when he's hungover or you know injured, ever unconscious. Big fan of the big fan of the classic Twilight Zone, I guess. What? Yes. No, is it the classic? Like, which Twilight Zone do you think Fowler watched? Because there's like three versions of that one. With the there's well, a man on the wing of the plane. Well, the classic is Shatner. The there's the the movie. With uh, Lithgow. John Lithgow. There... And is there a third version? Did they do one for the UPN one? I thought they did. But, um... There's one that's thematically similar from the current uh, Jordan Peele reboot, oh. but there's no Man on the Wing. Maybe there was on that. that. One. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the twist that there's not a Man on the Wing on the plane? No, the, the twist is uh, there, there's a podcast that predicts the future. Oh, oh no. That season was a little. That that show so far has been a little hit and miss. I remember hearing like the, yeah, it well, started good, I'm... and then like I haven't heard anything about the new Twilight Zone. That's good since. My big problem with it are the is uh, hour long episodes. I think that's too long for the Twilight Zone. Yeah, if you yeah. Hour like a lot of those episodes that I thought dragged at an hour. You give it, make cut them down half an hour. They're brilliant. You need to be outer limits if you're going an hour long, for quality. Were the, were the original outer limits uh, half an hour? I know the remakes were, and I know a lot of that was padded out with a bunch of random Canadians and also nudity. Yeah, well, I, I mostly well, I, I, I think the original was long. I'm not sure. Much typing. Sorry. And my laggy internet. Anyway, the, the anyway the point is they lost a ratchet. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone. And Good job, as we guys and as we see pretty shortly, Megatron found him and he's got him locked up on the Nemesis. I I like that it's just like they're like why ratchet? It's like because you guys suck and they don't want to kidnap you. Maybe they were just running short of salty old guys on the Nemesis. (laughs) So, you know, he, you know, uh, Megatron wants the uh, the synthetic energon. Ratchet is not going to help out. And, uh, well, hey, too bad, because remember those cortical patches that keep coming back? We're doing it again. Yeah, Shockwave unsurprisingly has no no concern about consents. Uh, no. No. It I it's a really neat gimmick for this show that none of the other series have ever had. But at this point it feels like it's it's the ultimate excuse it's like oh we have the cortical patch. It solves all problems. Although as we see in this episode it does not solve all problems. Well, if if the the subject has the answers, it it solves all problems. If they don't, eh no, it's kind of useless. I do kind of feel like at this point they're just sort of having to acknowledge it so you don't get like some asshole well, on YouTube pointing it? out that this was a, a plot thing. Because yeah, both times that they've used it this season or recently, it's turned out that the person they were interrogating, all they do is confirm that that person does not have the information they need. So it's almost just like they have to throw that in plot-wise that that is not going to fix the plot because Mm. it just seems like that should fix the plot. I mean, I guess they don't want it to be like one of those, you know, 
evil devices from like Generation One that would be used once and then never mentioned again. Yes, <laughs> like all of them. Yes, <laughs> like the giant purple griffin. Right, and you know, sometimes you'd be thinking, "Hey, you know, we could really use like a giant purple griffin around now, or like that invisibility spray they used in that one episode." Uh, yeah, it's like that's the problem when you actually have like serialized storytelling is. You expect people to remember things that happened in previous episodes, and sometimes they do remember things that happened in previous episodes. So, yes, I, we... I will say this show is very good at bringing back the uh, evil device of the week. Yes, yeah. yes, they they have a list there in their story bible of what evil devices are floating around at the moment and where they were yes. last seen and what condition they were in. But, yeah, once again, it turns out that it doesn't really help because Ratchet doesn't know how to fix it. Well, I mean, he's he's working on it, but he doesn't know it yet. And yes. it can't come up with stuff that he's going to know, just what he currently knows. Yes. So, yeah, they were hoping that he had perfected it, and what they got from him all the way back in Season 1 was just an early version that had been improved upon. But, no, he still hasn't improved it. So so back on the Decepticon ship, the uh you know, the the they don't get what they want from the patch, and also Predaking doesn't get what he wants because what he wants is to eat Ratchet. Nom nom nom. Is that what he wants? What he really, really wants? Oh, he'll tell you what he wants. What he really, really wants. <laughs> Does he say he wants to eat him though? I mean he's or... not going to eat him, I assume. Well, we never actually him. see him eat anybody, which no. It's kind I mean, of this really isn't the show people get eaten. No, not really. No. He chewed on Miko like a dog toy, but that's not the same. Yeah. If only she made a squeak noise. I mean, he wants to kill him. Yeah. And because yes. he blames the Autobots for the destruction of his uh, cloned race. Yes. And so Megatron's like, well, you know, we are, you know, we need him to restore Cybertron. But once we're done with that, uh, you get him. Yeah. And that's and that's enough for Predaking for the time being. Yeah. He'll deal with that. He'll accept that. Mm. So meanwhile, the uh the Autobots are uh, are back at their base figuring out what we were told a couple episodes ago that the Decepticons need the synthetic energon. They're rebuilding the Omega Lock and they are and the synth N is an ingredient of the reconstruction process. Also, cybernucleic acid comes up again, and it makes yes. me sad. Oh, no. And also, somehow Fowler is the first person to realize that, uh, you know, Laserbeak was here, and that means the Decepticons could come back at any minute. Yeah, that, Dun, that, dun, dun. Yep, he's Seems like that, that would out. be thing one to do? Like, move? I mean, they've been bit Like, a guy got kidnapped. They've been very busy. They've got a lot going on. Yeah, they're still dealing with the fact that their old man is missing. No one's around to grump at everybody. And and their ultimate solution ends up being... It's probably very quiet. ...rather lackluster anyway to the that problem. We, 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 will, we will get to that. We'll get to that. So uh, but, we, but we now cut back to the... Oh. Mm -hmm. there, there's... Well, I, I, forget, I think it might be in the first season, but a scene. But in a lot of the other scenes where Megatron is talking to Ratchet, it's almost like Megatron is flirting with Ratchet. Although his flirting is to be the option of, if you work with us, we could rebuild Cybertron. You loved Cybertron. 
But, but like, well, as flirty as this creepy shark-faced Megatron can get, he's flirting with Ratchet. This this creepy shark-faced Megatron can get kind of seductive at times, and it's it's a little disturbing and hot. Yeah, I mean, they call this episode is called Persuasion. It could be called Seduction. <laughs> yes, maybe Dark Seduction. Although I'm pretty sure that's a Shannon Tweed movie. Yeah, well. Dark Seduction. Yeah, it's, it's some kind of movie. <laughs> Now I just really want to hear Jeffrey Combs saying that. Not generally, Jeffrey Combs movies not particularly sexy. I no, I, not usually. He's prob- or if they get sexy, he's not the one getting sexy. Or if it gets it, it, sexy, it gets weird. They can be like yes. the Beyond. Oh, from Beyond, yeah. There is, uh, yeah. There's some there's some Barbara Crampton stuff in that movie. That's the one that ends with, like, a reanimated penis, right? No, no that would be I the reanimator, think... too. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, Bride of Reanimator. Oh, Some yeah. of these were, were on Pluto recently. <laughs> I would say surprisingly unedited, but I I saw Wicked City on there, and they don't edit anything. Yeah, they don't really. The, the From Beyond gets, there's phallic monsters, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and uh, Jeffrey Combs does have, like, a little, um, phallic antenna sticking out of his head. It's a weird movie. There's do reset. definitely a, a reanimator one that ended with, like, in the ending credit sequence, a, a reanimated penis slinking off. <laughs> Either that or you saw Frankenhooker. No, no, it was definitely a, a a reanimator one. I think that must have been Bride of Reanimator. Probably. That one got weird. Anyway. So Megatron just says to Ratchet, you know, listen, we are restoring Cybertron, and uh, I need your help. And uh, obviously Ratchet outright refuses. And so, you know, well, you got a choice then. Uh, a, you help us, or B... Uh, he has Soundwave pull up that picture he took of Jack, Raff, and Miko back in the opening five-parter of the show. <laughs> They're such good hostages. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, not only will I kill these children, but also we know where your base is now. We're in your so... base killing your children. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I'll let you think about that for a while. So, he's, so Megatron walks off of Starscream and says, uh, you know, and Starscream's all, well, you can't be serious about letting them live. And Megatron's all, yeah, no, I wasn't. Uh, get your Seeker Armada and go out and blow up their base. Uh, it's not an Armada. Nope. Jets are not called an Armada. <laughs> anyway, continuing on. So we, we do cut to the Autobot base and they detect that Decepticons are on the way. Real nearby. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, we... I couldn't help it. They, also, uh, you know, when the... when they show up, Agent Fowler calls them a fleet, which is, I mean, squadron would be the appropriate terminology, but fleet is a lot closer than Armada. <laughs> Fowler knows what's up. Yes, well, he is in the military, whereas I mean, Megatron's also in the military, but like a weird, made-up, like 
space robot military. military that doesn't seem to have like a strict hierarchy of anything. Yes, the the hierarchy is who is going to punch who. Yes, That's pretty much it. The hierarchy is Megatron, and then his second in command, and then various interchangeable guys, and then a bunch of goons. Yes. Yes. So Starscream himself blows up Hangar E. <gasps> oh, no. And then just takes off. Oh, no. He blew up the Hangry. <laughs> no, not Hangry. <laughs> oh, well, they they might be Hangry. Because uh, the Autobots performed a trick that is, listen, Starscream is an enormous moron. Yeah. Because what they did was they, they, they took off the bottom part of the E to make it into Hangar F, and they made the former Hangar F into Hangar E. <laughs> Which is really weird, considering that cluster of hangars, there, there, there's five of them. Not six of them. It, it's. Uh, I mean, why didn't Starscream just blow up the whole thing? Or at least, yeah, like, that's you blew up, a good question. You blew up the one labeled E. At least shoot some rockets at the rest of them. Like, leave a bigger mass. Or I don't know. Check to fun. see if there are any like, like dead robots or something in there. Yeah, at least no. Find, he like, has absolutely done exactly the job that he needed to do exactly as it was asked of him, and now he's done and he's going it's, home. Look, his show's coming on. <laughs> it's kind of weird how loyal Starscream is more incompetent than than power hungry Starscream. Well, maybe he's not trying as hard. Kinda. I mean, clearly not, because this is this is embarrassing, Starscream. This is Generation 1 Starscream-level competence here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. They just changed part of a letter. <laughs> although, although, speaking of hangry, the soldiers might be hangry, because that was apparently the mess hall. <laughs> oh, no! They don't understand food. That's why it's labeled Hangar F. F for food! Oh, and then Fowler's just on his knees lamenting all the the chipped beef and Salisbury steak that got blown up. Oh, (laughs) you maniacs! It was chilly night. No. Oh, chilly. Angry. Anyway, so we we cut back to the Nemesis. Um, Megatron is giving uh, Ratchet the grand tour, and he's, uh, you know, he's saying, you know, you know, you know, even though, you know, we are the enemies of the Autobots, we have the same goal of uh, restoring Savitron. And Ratchet's like, well, yes, but you just want it so you can conquer it. And Megatron's like, uh, yeah, duh. <laughs> but, but still, I mean, we can't conquer it if it's not there, so. Yeah, we'd get to conquer it, you'd get to defend it. Yeah. Everybody wins. It's like, this might be the most honest Megatron has ever been when talking to someone. Oh, he's be... The- that's the thing, he's being 100% honest. He's all, well, and then Ratchet's all, well, you know, wouldn't you just kill me when, when we're done? And he's all, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's what I do. And then what about Earth? Uh, yeah, probably, uh, I'd probably conquer it. Again. Yeah, I'll give it a try. It's what I do. Yeah, it's, it's my thing. But it comes down to the fact That's that. It's my thing. You, Ratchet, are Cybertron's only hope. Ah. Which is pressure. Yay. Under pressure. <laughs> Coming down on you, Ratchet. Dun, 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 dun. 
So meanwhile, back at uh, back at Autobot HQ, they've uh, they've found the uh, the pe- the chunk of laser beak that uh, Smokescreen shot off him, and apparently it's his transponder. <gasps> so they, oh. uh, they so they hook that up to uh, so Raph hooks it up, and he's sort of trying to uh, find where the Decepticon warship is. And uh, he's also like Rat Raph has spent a lot of off-screen time hanging out with Ratchet to the point that he says, I needed that. Yes. Which is only the seventh time that has come up in the show. <laughs> I had to page back quite a lot to find it. Yeah. It's very cute. Yeah, it's cute, but it, He's it being just, grumpy. It's, the, the kids have been in this season a lot less. And the, yes. the like Raph hanging out with Ratchet, we've seen that sort of, but... Ratchet every time is usually just grumpy about having the child around poking at yes, his but it, I mean it also sounds like the work that they were doing was extremely boring and we really wouldn't want to see it yeah well, but, I mean earlier when remember when Raph got really injured I mean it hasn't we haven't had a lot of it on screen but Ratchet and Raph has, have obviously been bonding so yes and I believe is it Ratchet who's the only one who calls him Raphael I think so. No, well, I, Optimus prime. does. Oh, an Optimus. Or Optimus, yeah. Okay. Also, so does this component of Laserbeak just have USB? Uh, he's yeah. Just, I got... He's just connected, like he got his phone cable and just connected it straight to his laptop. Well, okay, admittedly. Pretty much, yeah. I wouldn't be entirely surprised if, if Soundwave hooked, put, like, ports for every kind of cable into his little Laserbeak. It's like just to have, have him hook up. Like he's he's a universal hub to plug in any other accessory. <laughs> yes, it could happen only on the universal hub. <laughs> how how else is he going to hook up to like a four K DVD player? That's a weird cable. It looks like the other cable, but it's not. Fine. So anyway, they they can't quite triangulate it because the ship is cloaked. But they figure if this transponder could fly they could follow it yep you know these days they they could just have like a drone lying around that they could hook it up to yeah i'm kind of surprised they they weren't they weren't so readily commercially available then so they have to improvise people are still using flip phones this is another era well military drones i think were starting to be a thing a decade ago yeah but those were like what Soundwave turns into. I don't think yeah. they're going to lend one of those to this kid the way they're going to lend, like, something they got for $30 with a but, sharper image label on well, it. Admittedly, it would make more sense, but, like, Fowler. Fowler can get anything, anytime. Or, hell, they could have just stuck it on a little remote-controlled airplane instead of building an engine and gluing some wings on it that just they just had lying around. They got... The- they got spare parts from the machine shop, it's and they really, name it Chip. It's <laughs> a really cute engine with some wings on it, though. It is, it is kind yes. of an adorable it's design. It's pretty adorable. And then they have Optimus Chip Chase to find out where the Decepticons are. Oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, Jack and Raph are having a chat, you know. Uh, you know, Fowler says, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, humanity is kind of boned in, you know, fighting robots and that 
apex armor is the only thing that prevented uh, your pal Miko there from being reduced to a meaty paste. And he says that you know we we could uh, you know we could use that Transformers technology to sort of outfit agents, and uh, maybe you could be one of your agents that I've been discussing with your mother, which Jack does <laughs> not care much care to talk about. No. He's still not over having to be in a Greg Weissman episode. (laughs) And also, this seems weirdly like they're setting up a spinoff that never happened. It maybe is another season, but maybe a spinoff. Yeah, it it does feel like it's set up for future stuff. But also, yeah, Fowler's just being a military recruiter. Like at one point where we planning on um, Jack Darby, agent of Unit E. Oh, well, that would be Well, great, it might have though. been like an early idea for what the next series was going to be. Like, continue on with Jack mm-hmm. still as the main character instead of what we end up with. Right. Uh, Russell. Yeah, and, and father who needs an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they were going to keep the same tone, then yeah, this would have been a, a great way of progressing to the next series but as it was they decided they needed a significant shift in tone and so they couldn't have you know an adult (laughs) (laughs) so we uh we've got ship ready to go and uh we cut back to the uh, decepticon base and ratchet finally you know he's uh he shows that the omega lock is pretty much done attached to the nemesis and seeing how close they are ratchet says well okay yeah they've got like an orbital omega lock going on here it's it's pretty neat it's a very dramatic shot very pretty yes just like that's the and that's the end of the episode the end yeah well like like this isn't it's a good episode kind of but it's not really that surprising because this is what happens when you hire Jeffrey Combs to be a scientist. He's a mad scientist, of course. <laughs> you just tempt him with a little bit of <laughs> mad science and, and he'll go for that bait. I mean, we saw what happened with that green goo. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. all his fault. He's, he's lucky that Soundwave doesn't have a ravage. Yeah. Well, I was pushing synth N around, as you well know, Megatron. And what would the note even say? Ravage dead. Details later. <laughs> oh. oh, that. Okay, that that would mess up the the order of these episodes. But it would have been more interesting if they brought Ravage or Ratchet onto the ship earlier, and he was involved in that zombie episode. Oh man, that would have been so good. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs fighting zombie so, robots. So does that make... Uh, oh. oh, now piss that didn't happen. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Arachna just carrying her own head around. Yes. Yeah. And growing bat wings yes. out of the head. Oh, fuck. Ooh. <laughs> well, that, that's a bride of reanimators. Well, right? yeah, like that, that's what I'm saying. Well. You, you sort of combine bits of this episode and push it back to that episode. Mm. Oh, and you could have made a, a two-parter that, that's like Reanimator and Bride Reanimator. Oh, man. <laughs> man. I don't know. I, I kind of preferred it as uh, Starscream and Knockout's non-excellent adventure. <laughs> well, yeah. For, for them, it was great. <laughs> but, like, oh, I could have had Jeffrey Combs there. 
Oh. Oh, yeah, so that is the episode. It I I really do like how Megatron is just not attempting to to BS Ratchet. He's just telling him exactly, you know, he's being very truthful with him. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing is, once they have everything, you know, once they fix Cybertron, then they can worry about fighting over it and and everything else. Yeah. So I I get it. I get it. And I mean, both Combs and Welker are very good in this episode. Yes, lots mm. very good. Very good voice acting in this episode. And yeah, so, uh, so that, sh- and, uh, not a lot of action. And, and I think it is marred a little by the fact that Starscream is incredibly stupid in order for the plot to advance. Yeah, it's, it's a little dumb. I mean, maybe if they had, like, evacuated the entire base somehow, the, the, the switch in the letters around is almost too dumb. Yeah, it's, it is really, it's, it's a visual joke, it it makes me think of F Troop, like it's that old of a joke, (laughs) especially since they switched to Tanger F, it's, um, uh, eh. it's a minor (laughs) complaint in this episode, which is kind of okay. Yeah, no, it's it's an enjoyable episode. Yeah, especially it subverts our our old expectations of Ratchet and Megatron relationships, and that usually they're out to murder each other. Well, yeah, usually it's Ratchet going on a suicide mission against Megatron and yeah. frequently yes. succeeding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, to some degree or another. Yes, at the very least, the suicide part. Yes. So yeah, we're we're definitely starting to set up stakes. It's like, oh hey, we gotta raise some stakes so we can have an end here. Mm. And then we can have a movie. Yes. So until next time, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, uh, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting expenses and other costs. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, and this month, for the spooky month of October, I have convinced everybody to watch Dracula Untold with me. <laughs> and and that episode and all others can be yours for how many dollars? One. Ah, 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 ah. And that movie should have had some counting. Alas. Uh, so until next time, when we uh, when we watch the penultimate episode of Transformers Prime, Synthesis. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David.